You're listening to Global IQ Minute, a production of the World Affairs Council of Dallas-Fort Worth. Our guest is General Ray Odierno, Commander, U.S. Joint Forces Command. General Odierno spoke on June 6 to an audience of the World Affairs Council of Dallas-Fort Worth. To hear his full remarks, leadership for a challenging strategic environment, go to dfwworld.org forward slash podcast. Good morning, sir. Thank you for joining us. There's a huge deployment of military equipment coming back from Iraq that will need to be replaced. Some people even refer to this as rusty junk. Given the pressure on the national budget, how can the military's future equipment needs be adequately met? Well, first off, uh, we've been returning equipment now for Iraq for over two years. Uh, Millions and millions of pieces of equipment. We've prioritized uh, what needs to be fixed, what doesn't. Uh, We've left some equipment behind. That will continue to happen. But we have to, the key piece of equipment that we've brought back, communications equipment, tanks, Bradley, strikers, fighting vehicles, have to be repaired and have to be prepared for the next conflict. That will have to be part of the next budget as we move forward. Some have opined that the budget is driving our strategy, while optimally strategy should drive the budget. Do you agree with this assumption, and how can that be reconciled? The most important thing we have to do is we're in a time of still great uncertainty within the world, as we see the Arab Spring, as we see Asia continuing to grow, as we see terrorist organizations continuing to try to influence uh, how the world uh, is, security of the world. Because of all these things, we have to have security drive. I mean, our strategy drive what we need to do in security. And it's absolutely key as we move forward. Uh, We understand we can't do more with less, but we're gonna have to prioritize what we have to do and then use our resources to get the best quality result necessary for us to sustain our own security for this country. There have been many reports, especially recently in the press, about downsizing of the Army. We know that the Army is overstretched. We've heard that from many of our speakers here at the World Affairs Council with multiple deployments in Iraq and Afghanistan and elsewhere. The United States continues to have strong overseas uh, commitments, Japan, Europe, Korea, growing in the Middle East. How do you think you'll be able to accomplish any proposed reductions, especially uh, perhaps in the new position that that you hope to assume subject to Senate confirmation later in the year? Well, first off, since uh, 2001, we have grown the Army in order to meet some of the demands that we've had. But you have highlighted there is great stress on the force. So as we make a decision to reduce force structure, it has to be consistent with our reduction in requirements that we have worldwide, whether it be in Afghanistan, whether it be in Iraq, or other places. So it has to go hand in hand. You can't have the same amount of requirements and reduce the structure. Uh, You have to reduce the requirements, and then we can take a look at what our structure should be as we try to develop some costs. Last week, thousands of followers of uh, Muqtad al-Sadr demonstrated demand that U.S. troops leave Iraq by December 31st, as outlined in the Iraq Status of Forces Agreement. I know that you worked very closely with Ambassador Ryan Crocker. Um, are negotiations currently taking place to modify or extend the U.S. presence? Especially, you know, we woke this morning with a very sad, disheartening news about five U.S. servicemen being, being killed just outside of, uh, out of Baghdad. And, and one of the reasons that I read was it was a, a way to create a position on this status agreement. Well, first off, uh, this is about a long-term relationship between the government of Iraq and the government of the United States. And this is about sustaining this relationship through 
numerous ways. One is through security relationship, economic, political relationship. So it's about us sustaining this relationship with them over the long term. And this is part of it. So it will have to be an agreement between the United States and the government of Iraq on what we decide to do post-December 31st. And, uh, and that will, that's ongoing, and they'll have to make a decision together. Uh, I would just add that Maktad al-Sadr is a small representation of Iraq itself. He has been. Uh, he has his own opinion. It might not be the opinion of all Iraqis. And so it's like any other group. He has a group. He has an opinion of that group. And we have to consider what the government of Iraq wants. Uh, what do they want to do? And what is the relationship they want to have with the United States in the future? And that's what we'll continue to work on here over the next several months. Can you give us a sense on the timing? No, I can't. Uh, I, I can't predict it. I think the important date is on 31 December right now, our agreement is we will leave. So if something is decided uh, for somebody to stay behind, it'll have to be done. And is that essentially all U.S. forces are to, to leave it? Security agreement uh, that we signed back in uh, December of 2008 with the Gummerak says that all U.S. forces will leave Iraq uh, by the 31st of December. There would still be small contingents with the embassy, which is normal for normal embassy operations around the world. So again, uh, for that to be different, there'll have to be some sort of an agreement that's worked out between the government of Iraq and the United States, and that, and it'll be, it'll have to be what the government of Iraq wants and is in our best interest, and that has to be worked out yet. Thank you very much for joining us. You're very welcome. Global IQ Minute is a production of the World Affairs Council of Dallas-Fort Worth. Thank you for listening.